Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Susan Akers McCollum about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion, a pre-reception at Italia Solo West, and a reception at Italy Plaza in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Susan. Hi, Gary. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. I grew up going to Disney. My first trip was at six weeks. My parents had been going since it opened And then when I met Jim, his grandparents were big fans too. And our first trip together was to Disney World. And it started a lifelong love for both of us. So you never considered having it anyplace else. You always knew you'd get married at Disney. Pretty much always knew it was going to be Disney. (laughs) Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Everyone was excited. And to be honest, no one was at all surprised. (laughs) (laughs) How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We had originally planned our wedding for May 9th of 2020 and we were canceled, one of the first couples to be canceled. And we originally had 65 people for that wedding. But then fast forward to 2022 and our final guest list ended up being 31. I see. Okay. Did you postpone a number of times or did you just go straight from 2020 to 2022? We were scheduled for 2020, then we rescheduled with the hope that it was all going to be okay by August of 2020, and that didn't happen. And then we had another date somewhere in there, and then October of 2022 was our final date. Wow, okay. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. We had, and for our first wedding, we had three resorts. We chose the Grand Floridian, the Yacht Club, and the Caribbean Beach. But then we ended up with a final room block of Grand Floridian and Port Orleans French Quarter. Oh, interesting. Just because your guest count dropped or? Availability. It was a lot more difficult to make a room block by the time 2022 rolled around. Interesting. Okay. So then how did you choose the day of the week and time of day initially? And did they change when your date changed? They did. At first, we were determined to have the traditional Saturday wedding. And we really weren't sure why. But that was what we were going to have. And then by the time 2022 came, we really didn't care. And our planner suggested a Sunday, because they said it would be actually better for our guests to get there on a Friday and then leave on a Monday. And they said, you have a better turnout when it's planned that way. And it it worked out perfectly. I'm so glad that we listened to them and went with a Sunday. Oh, that's interesting. And then was time of day just determined by where you wanted to have your reception? 
It was. Fireworks were important to us. So having the 7.30 ceremony and then going directly to the fireworks was part of the vision we had for our day. Got it. So then how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? The wedding pavilion was always what I wanted. It was also what my parents wanted. Going past it on the monorail on all of our trips just always was so inviting and wanted to one day say, we got married there. So that was a no-brainer. And we wanted to incorporate as much Disney as possible into all of our events. And we love Epcot. I love Italy. I've been several times. And I think they've done a beautiful job recreating Venice there. And it was just the perfect combination of being able to see the fireworks and have a lovely reception in a Disney park. Right, definitely. Did you use any outside vendors for the parts of your event that you were able to? Yes. The roots for our photography, I actually learned about them from you (laughs) and saw your pictures, fell in love. And actually, the first wedding date that we booked, I booked the roots before we booked with Disney. I was that determined to have them. (laughs) And then Stacy Otto, I booked for hair and makeup. She was not originally who I had. I did a trial, which you suggest always to do a trial. And I did. And the first person was a disaster. Hmm. And then I found out about Stacy and I would have moved heaven and earth to get Stacy there that day. She's just absolutely amazing. That's awesome. How did you choose your officiant? We knew we wanted someone a little more formal to make our more traditional family happy. And I went through the list that Disney gave us and Ron Rosenzweig was the one that stood out to me because I liked some of the ceremonies that he had already put together. And I also knew Jim could only take so much pixie dust and princess in his day. (laughs) So, and Ron was more straightforward and not a lot of that sort of thing. So he was perfect. And I don't hear him used very often, but he was just wonderful. That's great. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? Yes. Other than the fireworks, those were the obvious. We had characters and a DJ. Oh, that's great. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know when you have a reception outdoors in the parks, you have to wait till the park clears before you can have both those things, characters and a DJ. Can you talk a little bit about how that worked for you guys? We were told that park had to clear. I mean, we were drinking food and wine, so we weren't sure how that was going to work out because usually when there's a concert, people linger. But we were fortunate enough that the night that our reception happened, they didn't have any big name bands there. So people cleared out a little earlier than normal. So we started around 1045, 11 o'clock with the second half of our reception in the main plaza. Got it. Okay. Was that the original design to start out with the fireworks at Isola West and then move into Italy Plaza for the rest? Yes, we planned on watching fireworks with our hors d'oeuvres and cocktails. And then we had a buffet dinner in Italy Isola West. And then we wanted to move over to the main plaza for dancing and characters and cake. And they set up our cake in the central section of the plaza up on the steps. And I had asked them with the characters, we had Donald, Minnie and Mickey, and they normally have you come and you're dancing and then the characters come dance with you and then you do the cake 
and pictures, but Jim doesn't dance. And I was more than happy to forego the first dance because he had been such a trooper about all the other wedding stuff. So I asked if it was possible that we could enter with the characters and go straight to cake cutting and then do the dancing part. And they asked whomever's in charge of the park. And then they asked the characters if they were comfortable with that. And they said, absolutely. And they said, to their knowledge, we're the only couple that's ever done that. So I entered with Mickey and Donald on each arm and Jim entered with Minnie behind us. And we went straight to cutting our cake. And our DJ was great. He played Dean Martin's That's Amore, which was perfect for our venue. Then when that was finished, I joined the characters on the dance floor and then everybody joined me and we danced with all the characters and it was so much fun. That sounds great. Did you choose specific costumes for the characters? I did. My bridesmaids had gold sequin dresses. So I chose the gold dress for Minnie and the bow tie for Mickey. And I believe that Donald also had a gold bow tie. Got it. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your reception that you would recommend? All of our food was amazing. We chose things from the parks. Like one of our things was taste like chicken because it is. And mahi mahi from the living seas and just things like that. But our cake was amazing. It was based on the attic cake from the Haunted Mansion because we were so close to Halloween. But it was a traditional looking cake, even though it was based on the Haunted Mansion cake. Our favorite flavors and the ones our guests continued to talk about were the Florida orange cake with Grand Marnier white chocolate filling, and then a vanilla cake that was soaked in pineapple with pineapple cream filling. I got the suggestion for having them soak it in pineapple from you, and that was the best advice. It was amazing. (laughs) Now, I know you guys added a number of other events around the wedding. Can you talk a little bit about each of those? I had a ladies' luncheon for all of the women that attended the events, and that was at the Flying Fish. They opened it for us, and I chose one of the buffet menus that they have, and it was the Tiana's Barbecue, and that was really, really good. And it was just a lovely event to kick everything off and everybody just get to mingle. And Because when you're having these events, sometimes people are coming from all over the country and you don't get to spend time with them because you're so busy. So that was really nice to just stop and then spend time with them and have great food. And then our rehearsal dinner was at the Napa Room at the California Grill. And we chose from their standard menu, which people are still raving about the food at the California Grill. I actually think they preferred that food to our reception, but no one would actually tell us that. (laughs) And that was amazing. And we had our rehearsal dinner and then went out on the private balcony there to watch the fireworks at the Magic Kingdom because it was important we include something Magic Kingdom in our events. And then our farewell breakfast was at Citrico's. It was a private event there in the morning. And one of the best food items there was I had the recipe for the Crystal Palace's bread pudding, like their breakfast bread pudding. And the chefs at Citrico's made that for us. And it, it was excellent. And that was a really nice way to end the events. Everybody left either for the airport or went out to the parks after that. That's fantastic. 
I noticed you had a lot of chinoiserie touches in the decor for your event, and I wondered if you could talk a bit about how you worked with Disney on floral and decor. I worked with Karen from Disney Floral. She was originally our florist, and that was one of the things that I thought was like super important. My grandmother was a florist and owned a floral shop, so I grew up around flowers. And back when we were planning our original wedding, we actually got to go in person and sit down and discuss all of the decor. And I met Karen there. And then when we had to reschedule, she was not assigned to us again. And I was really disappointed. And then one day I got a call and it was Karen. And she said that she saw my name come across the desk and she told them like, no, no, whomever is assigned to them, I get them back. (laughs) So that was really nice. And we had a great relationship originally. I thought I wanted lots of floral and tons of decor and our floral budget was coming in at something like over $10,000. By the time I made it to 2022, I had changed my mind completely and I was going for big drama with a little budget. So I chose palm leaves and lots of greenery and I asked if we could move those from event to event but change the vessel that they were in. So they started off at our ladies' lunch, and then they moved to our rehearsal dinner, and then they were at the reception and the ceremony and breakfast. (laughs) So I got all the bang for my buck out of those greens. And then for the reception, we added the blue and white chinoiserie, which I specifically asked where I sent lots of pictures to Karen and asked if that was a possibility. And she searched around with all their suppliers and found the vases she used. And then I liked the idea of lemons that are very like a Malfi coast. And she said she could get us real lemons and filled the vases with lemons and had them in our arrangements. And it was just a really fresh Italian feeling reception floral. And she listened to everything that I asked for and we went back and forth and she went above and beyond. They really knocked it out of the park with our floral. It's amazing what you can get done with just reusing your floral. I I hate the feeling of like throwing things away when you can recycle. And not a single person, I think, realized we were reusing things over and over. Our floral ended up being for everything. It was around $4,000 for all of our floral and everything for the whole weekend. Our centerpieces were around $300 at each stop, including the vase and the greenery. And one of the vases I picked out for the wedding pavilion that it also was moved to breakfast and the reception ended up being one of the old vases from Victoria and Albert's, which was fun. Oh, that's cool. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? I... Had Stacy come, I, I think she showed up around noon. We were at the Grand Floridian and she met us there um, at noon. And then the videographers came around one and started filming. Then I think the route showed up around 345-ish. And we were finished somewhere around, f- I know they said we actually finished early, which was surprising because I've never been early for anything in my entire life. But everything was running so smoothly that I I think we were down in the lobby by like 5.30. Our floral was scheduled to come at 5.45, I remember. And then we took pictures in the lobby and then outside 
on the grounds of the Grand Floridian. And then by the time we finished those, it was time. We had a vintage Cadillac come that I surprised Jim with. He was going to ride over to the ceremony in it with his brother. That was his best man. But we went out around six-ish to take pictures with that car, just the two of us. And then he left. And then I was back inside. I think the coach came around 645, 650 to pick me up at the side entrance. And our wedding was at 730. We had a short ceremony. I really didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on the ceremony. I know people get antsy. And I couldn't wait to get to the fireworks. So we probably had a 20-minute ceremony at the most. I know that everybody else left. We only took a couple of pictures at the wedding pavilion afterward. And then everybody was there for us to leave. And we got in the carriage. And I had asked ahead of time if instead of going just around the circle there, if they could take us over to the convention center so Jim could have a chance to ride in the coach because most of the grooms only get like a circle and they said that was okay. And we met the Cadillac over there and we arrived to Epcot right before the fireworks started. We walked straight in and went up on the bridge to start watching the fireworks. For us, it was about seven to eight forty-five, maybe eight fifty. I remember walking into Epcot because we weren't expecting this. We were, we walked in it behind everybody else. Our group was already there and it was food and wine festival. And the second we walked in, we came in next to the American pavilion. Everybody in the crowd at the food and wine started cheering for us. And I, <laughs> I really wasn't expecting that. So that was really cool. We had hors d'oeuvres served to everyone, but us because we were getting our picture taken on the bridge. We had cocktails and hors d'oeuvres served all during the fireworks. And then as soon as the fireworks ended, we came down the bridge and went straight to the buffet. So that was probably 930. Everybody ate dinner then. And then by the time we ate dinner and everybody had a couple of drinks and mingled and talked, I changed into another dress. And I think I left around 1030 to do that. And by the time I came back, it was about 1045 heading towards 11. That was when they pulled us over to the side and sent everybody over to the tables in the main plaza. And we were getting ready to meet with the characters. We met with the characters for a little bit before we went in, just talking and playing. And then we went into the reception, which was really fun. The DJ had everyone turn around and face the cake because they were waiting for us to come cut the cake. And he started playing music. And we walked in with the characters, and I don't think I've ever seen my relatives and friends so excited as when they realized the characters were with us. One of our flower girls caught sight of us before everybody else, and she started jumping straight up and down. It was really cute. And then we went straight in and cut the cake, and by the time we were finished with cake cutting, dancing, all of our guests took pictures with the characters. We played around with the characters and took tons of pictures. And then I had my father-daughter dance. By the time all that was finished, it was midnight, easily. Because I remember our first set of guests were starting to leave around midnight, 12.15. And then from that point on, people just kind of left. But we had ice cream, which kept people hanging around. We had Mickey bars and other ice cream as a favor, along with macarons for our favors over there. So it, it all went so quickly. I've heard people concerned with it being so late like will it be a problem 
no one had a problem with it. And most of the people that were in our group are early risers, early to bed people, and they didn't complain or anything. They stayed and didn't even realize how late it was. That's great to hear. We were scheduled, I think, till one thirty, two o'clock, but we all left around one-ish. We were tired. <laughs> it was a very long day. Got it. Okay. Who made your reception dress? Oh, I bought it off of Amazon. Oh, nice. At the last minute, I panicked because I realized that I had this really heavily beaded tulle dress that was super heavy. And I was going to be putting it on in a couple of days to go take park pictures in. And I had this nightmare that kept running through my mind that someone was going to bump into me with food or spill wine. And I couldn't do anything to get it cleaned for the photo shoot. So I just decided at the last minute I was going to order a dress. And I got this strapless sequin tool dress that ended up being really perfect for dancing and character pictures and whatnot. And I didn't have to worry about it at all. People stepped on me, people spilled things on me, and I didn't care. So it worked out perfectly. I'm so glad that I ended up changing my mind and getting the second dress. That's wonderful. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Experiences were number one on our list. We wanted to be sure that everybody had a wonderful time. If we were going to bring them all the way to Disney, we wanted them to experience as much of Disney as possible. And all of that went into like, we wanted to be sure we had great food and the kind of food we enjoy and really fun venues that you aren't going to get in your hometown or a big city around the country. Another thing was the coach. I had never intended on having the coach. It wasn't on my first BEO. I just didn't plan it at all. And then Diane, when I was speaking with her, when we rescheduled for the last time, she happened to say, the coach is available. Do you think you'd want to use it? And I was kind of like, well, I don't know. And she's like, you know, we'll put it on there and you can think about it. And I am so glad we did because that ended up being one of the best experiences was writing in the coach. So it ended up being an important piece of the day that I didn't ever count on. And then photo and video was really, really important. The day goes by so fast, I wanted to be sure that it was captured and we could always look back at our pictures and video and remember it. That's great. Were there any aspects that were less important where maybe you saved your money or just your effort? Chairs, actually. <laughs> it's a strange thing, but... I remembered a podcast that you did where you said no one ever walked away from a wedding and said those were some really great chairs. <laughs> and that stuck with me. And we had specialty chairs that were being brought in and the fees to deliver them. And just, it was a lot of money for something that I don't think anybody was going to remember. So my only problem was Italy. They always show plastic black, like outdoor furniture. Right. And... I saw some pictures of the ceremonies that they did there. They had white folding chairs with like the cushions in them. So I asked our planner if it was possible to use those for a reception instead of the plastic lawn chairs. And she said, sure, that's not a problem at all. So we saved a bunch of money on chairs. Then flowers, like I said, that ended up being something we saved a lot of money on not doing. Like we originally had pedal cannons to exit 
the wedding pavilion and they were over a thousand dollars and the roots suggested that maybe we just have people applaud since it was dark and you couldn't really see bubbles or any of those and that was a really great suggestion because it was really nice to exit and hear everybody clapping and cheering as we walked out to the coach so we saved a bunch of money there and then reusing our floral really saved a lot of money and then our guest list we saved money by focusing on the people that were the closest to us and the most important instead of just having tons of people. And that afforded us the chance to provide more of those experiences that I was talking about for the weekend instead of spending a lot of money on food or even favors. I really didn't want a bunch of favors because I've been to weddings and everybody leaves them behind. Right. So I wanted something like at every event that we had, our favors were like food pieces, like a Mickey Rice Krispie Treat or the Mickey Bars or the macarons. It was something they could carry away and take back to the room and eat later. And none of those were left behind. <laughs> oh, and the other thing we did is originally we had one of those specialty cocktails that was going to be very expensive. And I found out with our package bar, you can pick a cocktail out of their pre-made ones on their list and then just rename it. And we did that. And nobody knew the difference, but everybody really enjoyed the cocktail we chose. That's a great tip. And I'm still thinking about this thing where you use the daytime ceremony chairs instead of the nighttime plastic chairs. That's genius. Like, why do they think just because it's dark, people want black chairs, even though they look like lawn chairs? <laughs> right. And I was just worried some of our guests, like, they're the really tall men. And I could just not see them sitting through a whole meal in a plastic chair. Right. It just couldn't have been comfortable for them. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh, everything. <laughs> Let's see. I did try to purposely stay like in the moment. I remember going to walk out to the coach and thinking, I'm going to look around and I'm going to enjoy this and remember it because I'm never going to be here again. I loved seeing the people at Disney that were congratulating us. And I wasn't fully prepared for that. Other people were going to pay attention to our wedding. I, I don't know why, but like, when I was in the coach going by, there were people filming me and saying congratulations in all sorts of different languages. And that was just so fun to share your day with them. So that was definitely a favorite memory. And then we had the vintage Cadillac take us, just the two of us over to the reception. And it was a convertible. And it was so nice after like all the excitement of the ceremony that just the two of us having that time driving to the reception. And once again, we didn't expect like the Disney buses were honking at us. And everybody was waving. <laughs> just, I guess it never occurred to me that a bride and a groom and a vintage convertible was going to stand out. But of course. And just all of the different experiences with the characters and fireworks. Just, it was all so unbelievable. Our characters were amazing too. I've spent my life meeting characters. And the ones we had at our wedding were above and beyond. I've never had that kind of character experience at Disney. So that was fun. That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Oh, uh, we had a few things. One of them wasn't a bad thing, but uh, I surprised my husband with the Imperial March to enter the wedding pavilion with. But what I didn't expect was how he was going to react. It surprised him so much that he got so overwhelmed. He was somewhere between laughing and crying. 
so they opened the doors and apparently they had to shut them again to give him a chance to get it together <laughs> so he could walk down the aisle. And a lot of people, that's their favorite memory. But I actually didn't get to see it because I was with my dad in the bridal suite. But um, that was fun to hear about. And then our centerpieces were up on tall glass vases. And it wasn't even a windy night. But before we arrived, apparently a gust of wind came through the reception area and lifted up one of our arrangements and knocked over the vase and it broke everywhere. And my parents and maid of honor were there putting down menus and place cards and things before we got there. And they said the Disney cast members were there and had it cleaned up in a matter of minutes. But because of that, all of our arrangements were removed from the top of the vases and put in front of our sweetheart table. So oh. we looked like we were eating behind a jungle, <laughs> but that was fine. Um, Honestly, we'd used them so many other places that it, it wasn't really that disappointing. I knew I was going to see them again in the morning. So that was okay. And my maid of honor forgot our cake topper. But our cake was gorgeous and it didn't even matter. Like, I didn't actually even notice it was gone until she told me the next morning that she was sorry. And I'm like, that's fine because I didn't even know. <laughs> so um, it's the little things that you don't even really notice. The other thing with our sweetheart table was for some reason... They kept turning our backs to the guests so that we were facing the the water and the spaceship Earth. And I was like, can we like face our guests? <laughs> like I've seen spaceship Earth before. Um, so we had them turn it around. And, uh, and that was actually, there was one other small thing. I had two ribbons that were monogrammed and one was supposed to go on a Mickey wreath that was moved around at all our different venues. And the other was supposed to be on my bouquet. But unfortunately, Karen that did our floral had to be out of town that weekend. So it was left in the hands of other people. And they didn't somehow get the message. So they tied both of the ribbons on the wreath. And I had nothing on my <laughs> bouquet. But that was okay. Nobody noticed. And it didn't change anything. Interesting. Okay. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal? I was really into floral and decor, like I said before, and then decided that the wedding pavilion was a great place to cut decor all together because you're there such a short period of time. And the first time I saw it, I was really impressed with how beautiful it is in person. It's not something that photographs in a way that you can understand how pretty it is. So that was an easy one to cut because I had thought, oh, I needed custom runners and floral down the aisle and all of these things that seemed so incredibly important. And then we had time to sit for three years and think about it. And that wasn't really that important at all. And at the end of the day, we saving the money from the floral that would have at the end kind of wilted and whatever. It was worth it to be able to do other things. That's great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would have had photography at the rehearsal dinner. We cut it at the last minute, which was silly. And I really wish we had kept the photography. I think that was probably our biggest mistake of the whole week. And everything was as close to perfect as it possibly could be. But that, I think, was our biggest mistake. The other was I wish I had a photographer there when we were leaving in the car to go to the reception. Because the photographers had all gone over to... Epcot ahead of us to be sure to get pictures of the venue before everybody arrived. 
And it was just the two of us. And the driver actually took a picture of us in the car, the only one that we have, but he never got it to us. So Mm. there aren't any pictures of us together in the car, just around the car before the ceremony. So those are my two biggest regrets, both to do with photography. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I do. Don't stress the process. It all comes together beautifully. I mean, Disney is very different in their planning than a normal venue, but they know what they're doing. And treat the BEO like the contract it is. Really make sure everything that you want and dream of is written down in the BEO. Even if it seems so obvious and silly, make sure it's written down. Because if it's not there, it's not happening. The other thing is be sure to share tons of pictures with your floral designer and planner. That's what they're there for. And they need to know exactly what it is you have in mind. But also be sure to tell them as much what you don't want as what you do. Sometimes I think what you don't want is more important than what you do. Because it seems like the one thing you forget to tell them is going to be the one thing that's going to show up when you didn't want it. Like I didn't want my bouquets on the cake table and there they were. Like, I didn't care. They were pretty, so it didn't matter. But I just wanted a clean cake table. <laughs> and they found their way onto that table. But also, don't be afraid to ask for anything. I asked for a lot of things and got almost all of them. I mean, the worst they can say is no. I remember at the Napa Room, it was the 50th anniversary still, and they had specialty drinks you could get over at the California Grill that were like these little pearl orbs that changed colors and said 50th anniversary. And I asked if we could have those at our rehearsal dinner and it took a while for them to approve it, but they did have them at the bar at our rehearsal dinner and everybody got one and was playing with changing the different colors. And that was, that was a lot of fun. Things like asking if we could copy the Haunted Mansion cake. I don't think anyone's ever done it before. I think it's what they said, but they had no problem with it. Just be sure to ask like, I saw in your guide that the plaza was available and I asked if we could move our reception over there and they're like, sure, it's not a problem at all. So most of the things you ask for, they'll find a way to make it happen for you, but be sure to ask because you'll never know. And the other thing is be sure to stop and breathe and enjoy it because it goes by so quickly. I sound like Ferris Bueller, but (laughs) it really does. It's like you blink and it's finished. And that's why you have videography and photography. But that is, I think, the most important thing. Just enjoy it. Definitely. Well, Susan, I think you've offered a ton of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.